Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack, and this week's episode takes us all the way over to Amsterdam for a conversation with Mark Robermond and Rainy Vanderkamp, two of the people who run the brilliant Ateneum News Centrum. In this podcast, we normally speak to independent magazine makers, but Ateneum is a magazine shop with a really fantastic selection of titles. So when I was over there in June this year, I dropped in to catch up with them and hear what the magazine world looks like from where they're standing. The shop has been at the heart of Amsterdam's book and magazine world for the last 50 years. It really is a print lover's paradise. It stands on the corner of a beautiful square that hosts a book market every week. And there are bookshops all around and bars spilling out onto the streets. It's totally unlike anywhere I've been before. And it's really interesting to hear that for the last eight years or so, it's been the independent magazines that have really taken over in the shop. I find it fascinating that these niche titles have got such a clear and central home in Amsterdam. And I think the Ateneum team are doing a brilliant job of keeping it that way. I was there to take part in an event that Ateneum was organising with Migrant Journal. And that discussion was going to kick off in just a few minutes. So we really were squeezing our interview in. That means this episode is a bit shorter than normal, but I hope that you'll enjoy this conversation with Mark and Rainey in Amsterdam. Uh, so I'm here in the bowels of the Ateneum News Centrum. Am I saying that right? Yeah. yeah. With Mark Robermond and Rainy Vanderkamp. Uh, hello, you two. Thank you for having me. Thank Hi. you for coming. Nice to have you. So I'm here because we're going to be doing an event tonight with the guys from Migrant Journal. But um, we have literally 20 minutes before people start to arrive for that. So I wanted to speak to you very briefly about what you're doing here and the mags that you're seeing. So what have you seen recently that has been interesting? Um, I really like this small food scene that we got in from Cape Town. It's called Chips. Uh, it's small and uh, cheap. It's Rizo and it also has some uh, prints of uh, photography prints. And uh, that reminded me a little bit of Gather Journal. Uh, it's just a really cute, small food scene that got my attention uh, last month and also Anxi magazine. I really like this, uh, this one. It's a very strong concept and it's an expensive magazine, 25 euro, uh, but still it's being picked up and uh, I, I was really impressed by this. Yep. So that's selling well? It's selling well, yeah. yeah. I, I think that, um, so actually we just had um, Katy Krauser from um, Anxi on the podcast just recently and we were talking about this trend for people talking about mental health and not just in magazines but uh, across the board and it seems to be a subject that is really kind of gaining some momentum exactly yeah yeah also have a doll hospital that also got picked up in the shop uh, news is also a little bit about that although they also look quite broad um, yeah I think it's it's interesting to see how they they take the topic, uh, Anxi magazine. It's it's easy to to read the magazine. It's not too difficult, not too academic, uh, but they still touch some some good points. And uh, there's a, there's one really interesting uh, photo series in it uh, about a mom that's uh, 
bipolar, I think, and I thought this was really excellent, uh, also as a breath in the in the heavy content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting actually you mentioned that because the so Katia was saying that the guys who make that magazine are all from a digital background. So when they were starting it, she was saying, "Well, why aren't we doing this online?" And actually, it was that it was the visuals. It was it was the ability to give someone something that they will keep and and keep with them that made it right for print basically yeah is, is this something that you you see in the shop more generally there i mean the magazines that you've got up there you've got some beautiful looking stuff yeah yeah well i think that's yeah that's just you know the survival mode of of magazines they will never disappear because because of what you now see is that they're all so beautifully made and the paper the quality the photography the design it's all like that there's now this new magazine Pleasure Garden. I don't know if you've seen that already. It's it's a really big size. It's like luncheon, and it has all this lavish photography about gardens and, but not just gardens. Also like flowers or just one little leaf or a bud or something. Really, really beautiful. And you know those kind of magazines. I mean, you can't do that online. I mean, you want to leaf through it. You want to open it. You want to sort of. It's an experience as well. It's not just reading. It's also an experience. And I think that's something that's a strong and unique selling point of all these new magazines that are popping up aren't they really yeah. yeah we see so much every day new magazines come in and there's a customer ringing us like do you have this magazine and then most of the times we know about it but occasionally there's something that we don't even know about which is quite rare yeah yeah they're they're coming from all sides like uh the, the magazines send them themselves and a lot of uh, customers, they are very well aware of what kind of uh, magazines there are out there. They follow the blogs, they follow Stack, of course. So they, <laughs> they know exactly. You what don't have to say that. <laughs> no, they, they do. Yeah. So, so we get a lot of tips too. And uh, but there's there's a lot coming at the moment. We really need to uh, choose carefully what we yeah. what we what we because take. Because we have limited space. Yeah. We and would love to push the walls. A bit out, yeah. But we'll go more out to the square. We <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, because here in summer you do start to spread out into the square, don't you? The, I've seen like you have things out on the pavement for people walking past, just kind of picking up magazines without yeah. even coming in the shop. Yes, but we also have this in the winter. All but year then, round, yeah. yeah, it's all year round. But in the winter, it's uh, more complicated because if it starts uh, snowing or raining, we have to run outside yeah. with plastic to, to make a new situation with the magazines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> print doesn't like water very much. No, not yeah. at all. So uh, that, that's something that makes it uh, dynamic. You have to open your eyes. You have to have your eyes open all the time. Yeah. You mentioned the sort of fact that you have a limited amount of space here. So what then makes you think okay, we're going to take a chance on this one. What do you look for in a, a magazine to stock here? What do we look for? We look for that sort of special angle. We look for the, the way it's produced and the way it looks. Uh, we look at the style of photography. We also look, of course, that Mark knows a lot because he's the one who's doing all the research about the magazines. I'm more the bookish, the bookish girl. Um, so it also it's a sort of... It's a sort of Finger-tipping feeling? Uh, I don't know. How, yeah. Like, because, because you, you sometimes know that things are, you know, picking a topic that is currently really interesting or uh, the, the people who make it are, you know, 
ahead of the crowd or something like that. There's so many little things that you that make you decide whether or not to do it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think also what is important is uh, that it has something genuine, that you that you have the feeling that someone is making a magazine because they are really into what they are doing and they really mean it. And not, they don't just want to make this magazine because they want to have a portfolio or, or, or it's just yeah. a portfolio for their work and from their colleagues. And yeah, if they're really um, close to the subject, that's really important. Um, can magazine can be very strange, can have a very strange niche topic, but I think the execution and uh, the way it's printed and the attention to the magazine, I think that's really clear. And I think the customers really know that. Yeah, yeah I think sometimes even with magazines that had a very niche uh, topic, they still got picked up. Uh, and, and we're very successful yeah. and we were even surprised although we loved the magazine from the start and that's that's great to see yeah. so you, you mentioned Anxi earlier and it being a relatively expensive magazine how uh, price sensitive are your customers and I ask because when we started our sampler service I really thought price won't play that big a part you know if someone wants a magazine they want a magazine but actually we find if a magazine is six pounds or under it sells way better than a magazine that is £10 or over. Mm. It, it, how much is that reflected here? I think people uh, tend to pick up uh, cheaper magazines uh, more often, like the Happy Reader also sells well bef because of that, also because it's a very nice and good magazine. Uh, we, when we import, we really look at the price because we know that if it's too expensive, people just won't buy it. Uh, for some magazines, people want to spend 25 euro, but can really go up to 30. And with Anxi, I was I was curious what they were going to do, uh, 25 euro, but that people still uh, take that. And also, you can explain customers that making an independent magazine costs a lot of money, and importing is also very expensive. People know that also. So, yeah, I think. It's and besides that, you know, we also sell Vogue. Um, you know, Renault plus uh, purple. I mean, we also sell the sort of, you know, the, the, the bigger titles, as in it's more commercial. Uh, although some of them can be very good, but sometimes they're like 35, 34 euros, and people don't even blink, they just buy it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Do you or they have come through the counter with a pile, it's just what I want, and then you're like, okay. It's <laughs> a nice work. selection. It's a very yeah. nice selection. Yeah. Customers impressing yeah, you yeah. with the selection, it's yeah. always great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and by the same token, the customers who come and you're like, oh no, I wouldn't read that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but good that you buy it anyway, because yeah. yeah. And do you have um, Aesopus magazine here? Yeah. Yeah. We, enough, we just we talked just about talked it five about minutes ago. Oh, really? Really, exactly. yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that's going out as our sampler offer tomorrow. And Grace, back in the office, has had all sorts of problems trying to communicate what this thing is because it's got so many brilliant inserts and artist-made pieces that are in there. It's almost more than a magazine. But that, again, is an expensive magazine. Very expensive, yeah. Yeah, yeah we thought about it. When it came in, this last issue, we discussed the price again because it was a bit uh, more expensive before. And Rainy and I discussed, like, okay, this is really, wh what are we going to do? It's not, it, ha it needs a better price. So we uh, lowered it a little bit. That's what we just talked yeah, about. Yeah. But it's a magazine that's very hard to sell. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Over the years, we sold only a few copies, really. We yeah. stock it. We are, we are, in that sense, um, 
we just keep on doing it but it sells really crappy really <laughs> yeah sorry yeah. yeah it's true i mean yeah yeah but and then I, I sometimes guess you need to sometimes you even need to say well we haven't sold this for for over a year now so maybe we should skip the title and make space for something else exactly that sells yeah and magazine makers so, sometimes you think why do you put this price on it why is it does it really need to be so expensive because how is your content how are your stories gonna go to the, your readers and and your platform that you created uh, sometimes you're surprised that, that that they keep this boundary with the magazine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I guess in their case, they're a, a non-profit organization. I, I, my understanding, at least, is everything they make from the magazine goes into making the magazine. The magazine of yeah. course, yeah. Without any subsidies or grants or something, probably. Yeah. Advertising, yeah. I'm sure. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no advertising. And no ads as well. No yeah. <laughs> So you've got a pretty special place here because you're on the corner of a square which has a book market on it, I think, on some Friday. of the week, on Fridays. And you've also got several bookshops around here. So this must be historically the book bit of Amsterdam. It's true, yeah. Because this bookstore is here for 50 years. Right. And a new centre is there for 48 years. So, uh, yeah, and there's two other bookstores. And the new centre is the... I guess the magazine bit of magazines, the yeah, magazines, newspapers, and then we do the design books and the fashion books. That's my department. Uh, we also have travel guides, mm-hmm. um, and funnily enough, I mean, travel guides. You would expect just sort of people doing that on their on their phones, but no, they still want a guide. You don't want to enlarge maps all the time on your phone. You just want a proper map in your hand. So funnily enough, even travel guides still sell quite well. But um, yeah, so but the majority of space, of course, is for the magazines. Yeah. And is that because you find the magazines are good at bringing people in, or is it because there are just so many of them to be selling at the moment? It has always been a magazine shop, so it, the focus was always on magazines. And the last eight years, the, the independents have been uh, so booming that they really took over the shop almost. At the same time, it's still a classic kiosk, so we still sell... Hola, we still sell uh, Radio Times. Radio Times. So it also has a trashy <laughs> side, apart from the 35 euro independence. <laughs> uh, it's, it, 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 is, it has this all round neighborhood kiosk thing as well that, yeah. that, that we really want to keep alive and that, that, that people expect also from the news center. Yeah, so. and people, you know, enjoying themselves on Saturday morning, buying the Financial Times and the New York Times. And, you know, so that's really. And we have these customers that keep coming back every week, like, oh, yeah, Financial Times, and all the Dutch newspapers as well. All, you know, So in that sense, you're really, like, as Mark says, a neighbourhood shop as well. I don't sound so civilised. It sounds like a, a kind of... I mean, like coming from London, where... I mean, we're very lucky. We have some really good magazine shops, but I wouldn't say we have something in the same way that is a community around it as well. With the, you know, I mean, we, we have Charing Cross Road where we have bookshops and, yeah, a, and a few and magazines there but yeah we don't have anything quite with the same center as you you no, have yeah. here that's what you hear from people from all over the world that's what we hear all the time like i've never seen all of this together um yeah so that's quite great <laughs> yeah. it's good news and for also, you guys. i mean yeah it's good news for us but also it's really um satisfying for all the work we do because it's, it's, it's a lovely job, but it's tough work. You know, it's also sometimes very heavy, all these 
So I'm sure there'll be people listening to this who are making their own magazine and want you to see it. What is the best way for them to actually, I mean, should they email you first? Should they send you a copy of the magazine? What do you want to see? It's best to see the magazine in, in your hand because then you can smell it, you can see it, you can compare the quality of the print with, with the price. And then you can decide really uh, live if you want to stock it or not. Sometimes you get a PDF and it looks good. And then you see the print and it's actually just not really that well printed. And then you think, okay, it's 10 euro. It's going to be tough to, to sell. And then it's already in the shop. And as Reni said, we don't have enough space. So we really need to uh, be critical on this. So the best thing is to just send us a copy with a, a letter and then we check and we get back. Yeah, that's the best thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, as I said at the beginning, we have people arriving any minute, so um, I think we should probably head back upstairs. But um, thank you very much for making the time. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, it was nice talking to you. Okay, that's all for this week. I know exactly what Mark means about needing to hold a magazine in your hands to understand what it's all about. You just can't get a proper idea from looking at a PDF. These are physical objects, and I think that's a big part of what people love about these magazines. So if you do find yourself in Amsterdam, you should definitely drop in and pay the team a visit, but be warned, you'll definitely end up buying way more magazines than you thought you would. I mentioned during that conversation the event that we had with Migrant Journal and also the podcast interview that I did with Catty from Anxi Magazine. You can hear both of those episodes and lots more by going to either SoundCloud or the iTunes podcast store and searching for Stack Magazines. And of course, if you follow us while you're there, we'll be able to deliver next week's episode to you as soon as it's ready. Thanks very much for listening and we'll be back again next week.